laughing now. Okay, good evening, everybody, and welcome to what is episode 12 of our Malt Travail podcast. We have a very fantastic start to this week's podcast in that we're going to have some proper culture from Yorkshire, uh, and we're going to uh, ask Sophie, Sophie Hope, who's uh, up-and-coming talent in York, and she's going to launch her next record with us live. It's, my, it's fantastic. It's like being on top of the pop or something. <laughs> so we're going to hand over Sophie, and she's going to play one of her, her new tunes, which will, I'm, I understand will be available very soon, and we'll post details on our various websites and etc. and we'll also promote Sophie's Facebook page as well. So without further ado, in the lovely York sunshine, by the looks of it, uh, in uh, in Bruce and Christine's back garden, we will pass over to Sophie. Take it away. Hello, everybody. Um, so <laughs> I will say this is my first live performance. Um, I feel a little bit nervous, but I'm sure it'll be all right. I'm not an amazing guitar player, so you know, just just spare me spare me a bit of you know a credit kind of thing. But um, yeah, so this is my single, Human Me. Um, this is the acoustic version, but it is being produced properly, um, so it should be out soon. Um, yeah, so this is a debut of the debut. I've not done any live performances because it's been through COVID. Um, so yeah, hopefully I can get it right on this time on this podcast. Yeah. Summer breeze, cover me, release me from the shadow, show the blue of the sea. Notably, I see things differently. Thought it Matter, thought you knew how I'd be. Human me, fall asleep. Human me, fall asleep. Tomorrow's different than I leave. Frightening how strong I am. But maybe that was part of the plan. Standing tall, I'll make my own way. day by day usually I pay to agree now me happier now that I surround myself with friends and left in my two arms around me for all of its impossibility Learn so much from error, taught me I can be free. And finally, I can see the tops of the trees. Better now, I'm just swinging in a trapeze. part of the plan. Standing tall, I'll make my own way. Braver I'll be day by day. Usually happy to agree. Just what I'll be. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> fantastic. Thanks, Sophie. That was fantastic. Well done. A bit rusty there because I was a bit shaky, <laughs> but I feel like I got into it a bit more in the second half. <laughs> oh, that was great. No, that was really nice, actually. And, and I said, for drinking on. beer too, it was a great song. I've certainly oh. enjoyed drinking my beer in the summer. It looks great. Uh, and we hope that we'll be able to see you performing in lots and lots of pubs and bars around York very Thank soon. You. Fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully with a guitar player that can be a bit better next to me. I expect to see the neighbours peeping over the wall there. Yeah, I have got a bit of an audience. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. That's fantastic, Sophie. So as we said, we will um, we'll make sure everybody hears when you are going to release that. Yeah. Uh, but it's a lovely start to our our summer podcast season. Because we have oh. a bit of a break, so it's really nice. Good stuff. Thank All you. right, cheers. It was really good. It was excellent. Okay, so let me share the screen again. So that was a nice start to the podcast, wasn't it, folks? A bit different. Really, really good. Yeah, really good. It'll so, all be downhill from now on. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> so we we are back with us. We've had a little bit of break over Easter, which is very nice, and it uh, also tied in with the pubs reopening. And I'm sure we'll be able to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, Bruce has been on his merry way this this evening, this afternoon, flying around York, taking pictures, and he started sending me all the pictures at about five o'clock. Bruce being well prepared, uh, and again as always, uh, when I got to about pub twenty seven, I said. Bruce, we, we can't do this in the next uh, hour and a half. So I think, again, what we're going to do is we're going to spread this over uh, two weeks. So we'll do part two, part two this week and then part two B uh, next week. As we said before, uh, the, the myth is that York has got 365 pubs. And by the looks of Bruce's uh, iPhone, he's been to most of them in the last 48 hours. <laughs> and even had some free beers today as well. So he's well on the thing. So what we're going to do today is we're going to carry on. If you remember, um, a couple of weeks ago, we did kind of the south part of York, uh, kind of coming out of the station and picking up the Maltings and then doing kind of that side. Uh, the plan is we're going to start looking at the north, what I've called the north, and I guess the east of the river. Um, so we will do that this afternoon. So Bruce will be in the chair. It's the 22nd of uh, March, uh, not March, April today. This month seems to have absolutely flown past, doesn't it? Uh, and so we're heading towards May. Uh, as we mentioned, we've passed one milestone, which was a last Monday when uh, many pubs reopened. And uh, thankfully, I think a few of them have had a really good week. My uh, I mentioned Mellard's, which was my my one of my locals, which I hope I'm going tomorrow. They actually ran out of beer on Saturday night, so I didn't get to go. So I had a few beers up in Yorkshire, but when I got back home, I couldn't go because they ran out of beer. So they said it'd been fantastic. Everybody had, had a, I think they'd, I think they had, had nine beers on, and they sold out by Saturday night. So I, and that, I'm hearing that quite a lot of places as well. Now I know that's because they didn't maybe as, you know buy as much in because they weren't quite sure. But um, it's been a good week weather wise as well, hasn't it? So. I think the folks near us are past about 300 with all the tables outside and uh, there's people queuing um, together. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll yeah. down there. And as I'll say, I went around town tonight after work and uh, down that Stonegate quarter and anywhere they can get a table outside. Uh, yeah. Every chair was yeah. taken. So it's good to see, really. Good to see. Yeah. And obviously, we're next milestone's May 17th, isn't it, when potentially we met? Man, you went, I mean, when... When you see the photographs down in Soho and in London, I mean, when yeah. those tables, they literally sat shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. So, yeah. once again, it's it's good to see and it's good for the pubs. But in terms of social distancing and doing it by the letter of law, 
I mean, they're on the doorstep of the of the government. Well, the I mean, if you look at if you look at that picture that Bruce has sent me tonight, the, the uh, back of the lamb and lion, which I think that's right, it's a fantastic picture of the, the minster there. But if, even I mean, that's an outdoor pub gun. But if you look closely, people there are okay. They're on their separate tables, but they're bloody close together, aren't they? Mm. Uh, I would argue a lot of those people are not two meters apart. So again, yeah. I can't understand why you can't sit inside the lamb and lion, never be here. One of a similar thing, just because you're anyway. We'll come back yeah. to that. We'll come we'll come yeah. on to that. So just so our beery highlights of the last week, obviously, have been having our first proper pints of 2021. So uh, unfortunately, we didn't quite all three of us get together. So I mentioned that uh, I'd spent a couple of days up in Whitby and certainly we met up with Nick uh, and, and uh, his better half, Jackie, uh, for one, which is a nice evening on the picture there, Nick, but it was bloody cold, wasn't it, by, the, by about eight o'clock? No, no, I was all right. I'm blocking T-shirt next to me was all right. But everyone else with hats and scarves and puffer jackets on and oh. paddy jackets. You could tell they weren't from Yorkshire, Bruce. Put it that way, mate. So that's me and Nick wearing the Abbey Wharf in Whitby. And Bruce, you were, you, I think you got one in before us, actually. I think you got that one in on, did you get that one on Monday or Tuesday, that's was the, it? the uh, Shambles Tavern. That's, uh, and they've got a little patio at the back of the market in York. Mm. And actually, they've got some uh, <laughs> gas eaters there as well, so it was great. All right. <laughs> So that was uh, so that was our fight. I cheated slightly because I'd won the day before actually because I went up to Whitby the day early, and that's my picture outside the Whitby Brewery, uh, which I mentioned was up on the uh, cliff there. Uh, again, they've done quite a nice little um, refit to their little courtyard, which again was very nice. Actually, at a certain time in the afternoon, it was a bit of a sun trap, and that was pretty busy. In fact, we queued. I think we queued forty minutes on the first day we went up there. And the second day, I think we queued for about 15, 20 minutes. Um, and and pretty much, I'm looking at that list, I think we pretty much tried all those beers. And uh, uh, Nick, you came up, you, you, were, you were just, you were driving, weren't you, one day? I was so driving. You just had to have a, a quick blonde, but just I managed blonde. a blonde, a whaler, a gold, an IPA, uh, and a salt nab. And I think the gold, uh, the IPA was my choice of beer that week, which is really, really good. So that was that one. And I just, I just came across this this week. Um, Obviously, one or two, it's kind of end of the, well, not it's the end of the year, it's the start of the uh, financial year, isn't it? So one or two financial reports have been done. And again, just really the, the you know, importance of this localist who are a kind of research um, group, they did a report that said that pubs support over 885,000 jobs in the UK. So what's that million, million jobs that are tied to the pub trade? Uh, and they in normal year would pay out 12, I, I could, that's a massive figure, 12 billion pounds in wages. Uh, pubs in the UK pay out and they contribute 23.4 billion to the general value added um, funding of the UK. So, you know, really important. And, you know, we, as we said, week on week out, they've had a terrible time, really. I was listening back to a podcast actually today, the Hopinions guys that they did in December uh, with a guy from Belgium. And, you know, even then they were talking about uh, pubs going to the wall. And that was in December, thinking about a February opening. And obviously it's, We've had to wait until April. And as that the quote there from the research says, pubs are not just about economy, they're about community and about, you know, uh, kind of the society bit out there as well, which is really important. So that, that was interesting. And then just to kind of update this then again and pick this up today, again, CJA or another kind of insights or another kind of research group. And they had done some, um, you know, public surveying and they reckon or they're projecting that 44% of adults have been to a pub in the last week. And a nine percent point rise in the first ten days compared to July. That's, that and, seems high. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, but I just I mean, I've, there aren't a lot of pubs open. I mean, in Whitby, you know, there was yeah. only what three places open that we could find. 
So I think that I think that depends, Nick, on where you are. I think certainly I was asking at work today, everybody at work's been to a pub. In fact, more than one pub. And I think with the weather's been so nice, some people being out going out every bloody night almost. Well, yeah. And like Bruce says, certainly in the towns and the cities, and they are every spare space. They are even Weatherspoons in Stoke is is putting tables on the pavement, and there isn't any. They haven't got any pub garden, but apparently going to open this weekend. So, so what are we drinking tonight, guys? Bruce, I see you're on beer. You're finally on beer after four months. Mass, mass, mass produced dishwater nowadays, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, it is produced by Molson Coffee. No, no longer independent. Oh. I have a best stock of beer from Christmas, of course, has uh, uh, been untouched now for months, and I'm trying to drink it to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what yeah. about you, Nick? What are you on tonight? Right. Well, I uh, I brought you a present when I came to see you in Whitby, didn't I? No, did you? Yeah. Oh I, yeah, I've got I've got one of those myself. I've gone for the can one tonight, actually. Oh well, so we that would be interesting. Yeah, because yeah, right. I walked up um, each once once every month in Moulton. They have a they call it a farmers food festival or a farmers market. Uh, so I've been up a month back and seen the Great Yorkshire pudding um, van was up there, but I didn't have time to go on the market. So I thought, right, fortnight ago it was on again. I'll have a walk up and see if Howard was on 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 his stall, and he he was so. Decided to buy two two bottles and two cans. And when I asked him what the difference was, he said it's just people's personal preference. Yeah. So what we should really do is try the bottle and the can together yeah, and see idea. if we can yeah. taste the difference. Because yeah. you know there's a massive upsurge in, in putting beer in cans about two or three years ago, and they reckon that actually it keeps better in a can because it's not affected by the light, even on a dark glass coloured bottle. The light can affect the beer, so it would be quite an interesting thing mm. to. To try the um, the can compared to the bottle. Have you, cra- just... have you have you cracked the bottle? Yeah, I've got the bottle now. Yeah, yeah, which and is what... very nice. It's yeah. uh, it's it's a dry beer, very refreshing. Uh, you see the colour of it. Howard reckons is quarter of a Yorkshire pudding in each bottle, and in fact, I've just noticed as well on the top of the uh, the bottle lid. I don't know if you can see that, but hang on. Yeah, got it. There's a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> so, like, uh, uh, like Crockton have, have made their bottle caps look like flat caps. Yeah. It seems that uh, they've put a little Yorkshire pudding on the top of there. So, yeah, so I've got that one. So, I might crack the can after I've had this one. Yeah, okay. Well, reserve, I've got my can in reserve as well. Yeah. I've got a bottle of Yorkshire Terry and actually found it with the old branding, the old label on. Mm-hmm. So, that's. Uh, there won't be many of those around nowadays, I don't think, because obviously we talked about they've rebranded. The new branding, and, yeah. Yeah. Gone a bit more trendy and a bit more. Uh, and again, the um, the guys that are doing the A to Z Beer Chronicles, which again based in York uh, and also do uh, Time for a Brew, they were doing they they they're going A to Z and they were doing Y and they're doing York this week actually. And they talk quite a lot about uh, York Brewery and I think there are plans, Bruce, aren't there, that they may come back to York at some point in the near future. Yeah, really. it's a bit sketchy in the paper. Um, I really hope so because it's yeah. so sad seeing that site. And um, it's a great location, and uh, the huge development down we built near it, and it'd be like a local for them. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not- but as you say, Bruce, if it's if it's the landlord and the rent, they're not going to go back there, are they? They'll try and find another unit somewhere. That's right. So just uh, just a little shout out for Whitby because uh, when I was up there, as Nick mentioned, there weren't actually that many pubs open in Whitby, unfortunately. One of one of the hotels and the brewery and Weatherspoons. Um, so thankfully, the Green Dragon Bottle Shop, which is down a lovely little lane. Uh, which is just off the swing bridge. Great plane. Shop. They do, yeah, they do have a little, a great plane, that's it. They do have a little tap as well, which unfortunately wasn't open. 
but they were doing, uh, I think, the three drafts on. They do do a draft that you can take away as well. So I, that was my regular haunt. I popped in there every day, I think, while I was up there. Uh, and got some quite interesting beers as well. Great. Again, it was always great service. In fact, I even bagged. I ended up getting some free beer because I finished off the barrel of some tiny rebel um, tropical IPA, which was very nice of, of, uh, of, the, of the owner to let me have that as well. So that was good. So, uh, And one thing I did pick up there, actually, was a bottle of this Tint Meadow. I don't know if you pair have come across this. So this is now the the first uh, and only Trappist ale that is now being brewed in England. And of course, to be Trappist, it has to be brewed almost entirely by monks uh, and within a, a monastery. So there is a monastery in Leicestershire called St. Bernard's. Uh, they used to get most of their wealth, or not wealth, but, you know, take over from a dairy dairy herd but that just got to a point as we've heard with you know milk etc it wasn't making any money so they sold all the cows off and they decided what they would do is they replaced the dairy with a brewery so about three years ago they started to build a new brewery they managed to get some of the uh, other monasteries from across in europe to come across and support them and a, and a brewing consultant i think from holland and they are now pushing out this thing called tint meadow which is a English Trappist ale. So I've got a couple of bottles. I had 7%. I was going to have one tonight, but I thought, you know what, I'll save it. And it's 7.6%. Uh, if you're interested, if you manage to get onto BBC iPlayer, there is a programme called Brotherhood, and it tells you the story of the monks and how they are getting ready for it. It's a bit sad, really, because the monastery now is there's only about, I don't know, 20 monks, and they're all in their 80s and 90s. In fact, during the programme, three, three, three or four of them actually die, unfortunately, actually through a documentary. Um, and the youngest guy is the abbot, and he's about probably in his mid-40s. So, you know, there's a concern that a lot of the monasteries are going to uh, fall off but anyway that'll be interesting so i might i might um and, and well in fact i bought the last bottle because she sold out she said so that was interesting maybe that in the tv document is that a 500 milliliter uh it's a bit like that bottle you've got with the yorkshire pudding beer and i think yeah it's oh, not a three, massive seven, one three, yeah seven, five, right? not a massive one um and then again just some again we're at first because if you remember uh what was it three weeks ago we had kieran on kieran bruce's nephew from the yorkshire railway and he kind of gave us a little bit of a hint that he'd been working some with some very high-powered Hollywood stars. And, he, and of course, now it's all come out that Tom Cruise is filming um, another Mission Impossible, which involves him running across steam trains. Uh, I understand, Bruce, um, it's, it's uh, Kieran's having an interesting time with our Hollywood moguls. Yes, he was in the, uh, he actually, Tom Cruise was going to ride his helicopter on Tuesday, is what it's to sell some uh, sites from above, yeah. Very nice, yeah. Ah, was it was it a red and red and yellow one, Bruce? Because they circled around us a couple of times. I was waving at it. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. But yeah, he's uh, yeah. I think it's been uh, an experience to be uh, see uh, the money involved being quite uh, a yeah. function, I believe. And uh, yeah. Obviously, I think. Uh, and I think I can't mention. I think for the railway, it's a great time isn't it? because they've had a really tough time. I know they've had crowdfunding and stuff, but, you know, they've not really been to operate properly now for over 12 months. So I guess it's bringing some good money. Um, but again, another exclusive. So we've had our music exclusive tonight and we had our Hollywood exclusive three weeks ago when Kieran told us that potentially the Yorkshire Railway was, Yorkshire Mall's Railway was going to feature in a Hollywood blockbuster, which it will be. And those Mission Impossible films are massive films, aren't they? I mean, they'll go global. So that's pretty interesting as well. Uh, and then just a quick, I did mention this the other week, in fact, I've got to do it because unfortunately with the Prince, um, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh's funeral on Saturday, the camera AGM was kind of postponed for a day. So they technically they had to start on the Saturday. So they quickly um, opened up at 9.30 and then closed it down 
and then rescheduled everything for Sunday. So the Sheffield beer tasting, which I was really looking forward to, then was rescheduled to six o'clock on Sunday. So I did watch it and it was really interesting to listen to the various breweries. But I, with it being a school night um, and work next morning and I've got to leave work, for, I've got to leave here for half six and drive up 50 miles on the motorway. So I didn't really want a skin full of beer. So I'm saving that and I'm, they've actually sent me the recording today. So I'm going to probably do that on Saturday. Uh, uh, really interesting, really. Um, Interested about the Farmers Belgian Blue. And again, I know, Nick, we've mentioned uh, the Bradfield Brewery a couple of times. And they, they were very coy. They said there's a secret ingredient in that Belgian Blue that he wouldn't tell anybody what it is. It's a blue fruit and he wouldn't tell us. And I think it's going to be Bilberry because that's the only thing I can think. He wouldn't, he just wouldn't. He was quite, the, the brewery guy was, nope, nope, not telling you. Um, and that was apparently, it was just a Christmas brew that they did. Um, a couple of years ago, but it's apparently it's just gone bonkers over the it's, pandemic. It's got to be Bilbury because Bilbury yeah, stays like stays like yeah, Bilbury, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and quite unique so you, to that area, you, of course, isn't it? Yeah, you don't need much in for it to have an effect to, to <coughs> colour the did, beer. They do do a blueberry beer anyway. They do a blueberry beer anyway as a special, um, of a yeah. summer one. So, so I, I'll, blue, blue, blueberries don't stain like bilberries. No, so, so maybe like I'll say, um, bilberry. And it has got that. It has got a purple head, hasn't it? When you think about it, when you pour that beer, yeah, it's got it has a, got a purple head on it. Blue, well, blue tinge to it. Blue yeah. tinge, yeah. So anyway, well, I'll come back to that next week. And then just last thing, we've we spent a lot of time talking about Yorkshire. I think Nick, you put me onto these, but I came across the Yorkshire Beer Bible, and I and I did buy the. Second edition, and just really for those of you that are interested, or you maybe the hope for the podcast is is getting you thinking about beers. Uh, these are great little books. Uh, yeah. There's two editions actually. Again, being a cheapskate, I've got them both for I think I paid two pound for one and two pound. And again, this one this was two pound, and it, it's it's second hand. It's absolutely bright. It's, it's never been used. Um, that's Amazon when you and look for the you know well you don't it's Amazon but the, it's a second hand book company that are doing them um, and they're really fantastic books uh, you mentioned that the first one I think you've got that actually does have pubs and doesn't it as well the second one mainly focuses on breweries there's so many breweries now yeah but that well, just is breweries first one he covers some of the towns and cities Simon Jenkins was the columnist for the Yorkshire Post for yeah. 20 odd years he used to do their pub columns and stuff like that so obviously he knows the territory very well. And I say the first edition, probably because there weren't quite as many breweries, he's sort of like in sections through the book, he'll he'll do a brewery and then he'll pick up on that brewery's town. So he'll do Bradford, yeah. Leeds, Harrogate, uh, places like that. I suppose what he's done with the second one, because there's more breweries now, he didn't want to make it that much bigger. And also it's a bit like the camera guide, really. The problem is when you're putting a book together, by the time you've got it published and printed, yeah, it could be out of date in terms yeah. of the pubs that he's recommended. I mean, similar with the, the breweries, but hopefully you're not losing as many breweries as you've got pubs changing hands. Yeah. So I think that's probably why he's not put his his sort of like little beer trips and beer crawls in his second edition. But yeah, very nice, nice size and really colourful as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, so that A5, plenty, A5 yeah. size, so pocket size, really. Yeah, they are a good book, yeah. If you and again, you know, in hindsight, if looking back, if you were following our podcast, these would be great little kind of companions because they pretty much cover the breweries we talk about and actually quite a lot of the pubs in, in edition one as well. Uh, with the one or two other ones that again we we, we haven't talked about or we've missed. So uh, again, just I just just say that I'm looking through. Right, Bruce, we're gonna 
probably hand over to yourself then, and you're going to take us on the York Path 2 tour. So I guess you are starting kind of stationish, aren't you, again, because we always kind of start railway station, but you're turning left this time. Yeah, where's the first pub on the list? I forgot the order I sent you into. Uh, well, before we get there, I've just, well, sorry, here we go. So, oh, yeah, I just thought I'd throw this in. So have you meant, again, for those on YouTube, I've got a little map of York here, because last time we talked about York, we talked about the four bars, which are kind of on the edge of the thing. And obviously York is got is the city that's got the most intact medieval walls, hasn't it? And it's, I don't know, is it about 70%, isn't it, that's still there? As you can see there, the map, there are some gaps. So last time we did that little corner on the left-hand side, which was kind of Middlegate, Skeldergate, that kind of area, there, Toff Green. And what we're going to do, and probably why there's so many more pubs, is that we're going to do that right-hand side, the north and the east of the river, um, which, again, actually brings the River Foss as well, which has got loads. And again, I, I don't know if you guys, I guess Bruce might know this. Do you know there is this weird thing about York that you can still kill a Scotsman? It's it, it's still legal. They haven't. Apparently, we're going to change it in 2012, and for whatever reason, they didn't get around to it. It's one of these laws that keeps getting put on. When they kind of do a, a clean-up of laws, it kind of gets on the list, and then they leave it off. So, by law, you can kill a Scotsman in York, without any concern, as long as he's carrying a bow and arrow, and it's got to be a man, not a woman, and it's after dark. Because obviously in the good old days, as Bruce mentioned last time, they shut the gates at dusk, and any Scotsman found in York after the gates had been shut was fair game. So if you're staggering out of <laughs> Pivovar or something else, or York Tap, no, you'd be, York Tap would be, you'd be outside the walls in York Tap. So you're staggering out of trembling badness, and you meet a Scotsman, in fact, there's some, there's some, there's some nice um, shops across from Trevor They've got big swords, haven't they, and yeah, bits of arbor. <laughs> so that's that one there. So, Bruce, I think you've got... Oh, hang on. Sorry, this was right. Yeah. <clears throat> so Bruce sent me this last night. He was kind of starting to do his his, um, his whizzing around the place to get some photos done. And Bruce, in fact, we've not had Bruce's food choice for a while, actually. Um, no. He sent me a picture of... This is the Golden Horse Chinese Takeaway um, somewhere in deepest York. And again, for those that are not on the YouTube, Bruce's, uh, this is his WhatsApp comment. Whizzing about on bike, taking photos, past the Golden Horse. Look at this for a retro takeaway. The world's best curry sauce and chips, potato doorsteps covered in thick, spicy, incredible glutinous sauce. I do hope that on the train to Italy tomorrow has a working toilet. Otherwise, I'll have my take my own blue roller back up. So what was the curry and chips like in the Golden Horse and Bruce? I mean, you can speak to people living in the South Bank. Uh, it's pretty well known as the Golden Horse. Uh, the curry sauce is like a, a dark brown gravy. It's, I think they make it themselves. It's a very rev Chinese takeaway. And you get like a sack of proper hand-cut potatoes. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, if you probably, I imagine you go to a house in Bishop Dark Road, South Bank, someone comes down the stairs sweating profusely and people say, oh, you look like you've done a 10-mile run and they'll just... You know, tap the side of the oh, note, golden arse, and everyone know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's so just, this would be is this golden ball, white swan neck of the woods, is it down down yeah, Bishy? This is further up the road from that. Into ah, the, right. uh, all the terrace houses in South Bank, quite near the race course. But of course, you've got posh Bishy Dark Road and <laughs> South Bank, where all the houses are all dense together. <laughs> little narrow alleys, and this is just a converted terrace house. It's a cracking place. Oh, they're dear. really, really friendly as well. And yeah. I mean, uh, just look at that sign; it's fantastic. <laughs> is that the is that the Chinese spelling of potato? <laughs> potato. Yeah, potato. Right. So, Bruce, you've got then the Minster Inn down as your person. So you would turn left at the station, wouldn't you? So, so and you cross over the river. What you could actually do is uh, you could find find your way to platform uh, one in York Railway Station uh, to the left of the York Tap. 
and go out through the car park that's going through the car park towards your left hand side and we've made a fantastic um construction now there where it's all been very level and you come straight from the station have a little platform then you've got some steps there's a new bridge over the an extended bridge over the uh River now, the Scarborough Railway Bridge. It's now got a, a prolonged um, extended footpath. It's really scenic. Um, it's great. They can walk over there, drop down the stairs at the side of the river, and then you would just uh, go take your first on your left, uh, and you'll be on uh, Marygate. So uh, Marygate's a cracking street, really authentic there. Uh, it's back to the side of the Museum Gardens. Really close to the river, you've got York's only Michelin starred restaurant. That's uh, Tommy Banks' restaurant, Roots. That used to be the uh, Black Horse pub. Sadly, uh, lost to the pub now, but I say it is now with York's only Michelin starred restaurant. Obviously, out of our price range. You'd keep walking up, and I say, um, you'd come to the Minster Inn. Minster Inn's a cracking, cracking pub. It's got one, two, it's got, uh, it's, uh, it's got three rooms in it. Uh, it's got real fires in uh, all of those rooms. Uh, often in winter, they're all lit. Uh, it's got a bar with a serving hatch. It's got a fantastic courtyard outside. Uh, and today, as you see there, in the shadow of the wall, you can put some tables there across the road. Uh, it was a proper locals pub, the mainstream, but I was really welcoming. And then it got taken over by Marston's a few years ago. And everybody was worried. Mm. Uh, but to be fair, they've only done good things with it, really. Booming now, uh, they do uh, like oven fire pizzas as well. But I say a great range of uh, beers mainly from the massing but if you were in the town centre it was a bit lively say so just head down Bootham it's literally two minutes from Bootham Bar uh, go down Marygate and this is a really comfortable welcoming pub set especially in winter but fantastic courtyard for summer so that definitely put that on your list yeah. definitely one of the best 10 pubs in York the Minster yeah I, I, that's probably my kind of top choices thing I'm just looking there I think they're, they're that ale, ale house and kitchen kind of brand of Martin is that because Martin does a lot don't they kind of group pubs together in, in obviously different slightly different groupings and I think these ones are quite traditional so I think like you say they're kind of not do well you wouldn't want to tamper with that pub too much would you no, absolutely uh, not. I think last time we were in there I think they have started a bit refurbing it though as well haven't they it, well look I'm looking at the woodwork and the windows there yeah. they look well, like they've had a bit of an update well, not to its detriment I mean it was looking possibly a, a shared tatty I do believe it was a Cameron's house years ago the Minster yeah it might have been yeah I I've always known it's an independent, but I thought it was independent. But obviously. they've still got that classic thing where the toilets are basically outside in the lean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Outside to go back in again. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. And obviously, this is sometimes a bit of a football pub because obviously, well, it will be these days. But in the good old days when when York were playing at Booth and Crescent, this is it's not the quite the closest pub, but it's certainly one that I we certainly went to when you're on your way because there is another pub a bit further up in there as well that you've been in as well a couple of times. And then obviously, you've got quite a lot. The the pubs on the on the Bootham Road, they're a bit more, uh, yeah, a bit more lively, aren't they? A bit more yeah, library yeah. focused. The White Horse, especially where the away fans go, yeah. Yeah. So now, would you then be heading? Oh no, I think you're going to head up to Bootham now, aren't you, Bootham? Remember rightly, because you've so, got the exhibition. Left out of the Minster Inn, you come on to Bootham. That's where the uh, traditional uh, roots in the city, Bootham. Uh, you take a right, uh, you would pass the Bootham Tavern, which uh, is it a bad pub? But uh, that would bring us then uh, to the exhibition, which is literally at the junction. Uh, I like the exhibition. It does divide a bit of opinion, uh, but inside it's a very plush, um, a very plush. Well, Nick shaking his head at the moment. Nick shaking yeah, Nick's his head. That. I mean, it's got a real an imitation real family when you go in there. And at Christmas, they really, really go to town. Having said that, I mean they've also got two or three real ales on there. It's actually got York's biggest beer garden, but because it's just the wrong side of the walls, does it get the crowd? So I say, if you um, if you come to York this summer, obviously a lot of people are going to come back about pension demand. Uh, inside the city centre, you'll be struggling for a seat. 
So if you just come through Bowland Bar, uh, cross the road, you'll see the exhibition. They've actually got York's largest beer garden. Uh, so I like the exhibition. Uh, it just divided a bit of an opinion. The building's all right, Bruce, but I went there on your recommendation and I was shocked at the price. To say that it isn't city centre, to say that, you know, it's one of those places that maybe people had to find out. I'm sure I paid over £4 for a pint. Well, that's pretty much the normal. Is that not is that not to kind of make that different? So you've got your Bootham Tavern across the road if you want a £2 pint of Carlin. And, and I, I don't know whether... Well, that's a, is Sam, Sam Smith's in it, across the road? Uh, no, that's the Twaits pub across the road. Twaits pub, yeah. yeah. Is... Um, is th- this hasn't always been a pub, has it? Was it a hotel prior to prior to being the, it was, the exhibition? Hotel, but I think it's also welcome people in for a drink, though, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting enough, actually, I was thinking about that yesterday. I was up to be in a Ben Ridding yesterday, uh, a very very posh, well, not a village really. It's a more or less suburb, suburb of Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, there's private roads in there, incredibly big uh, houses, uh, an extremely wealthy enclave, and they've got a hotel there called the Grantley Arms. And we had about 50 minutes to wait for a train. So I was praying. Uh, so there's no pub in Ben Ridding. We went to the Grantley Arms. It was interesting to see that they've really now uh, got geared up to get some money. They made a cracky little beer garden. Um, and I think a lot of these hotels now are going to be looking at the revenue. Yeah. Be yeah. A little bit more welcoming to locals to get the revenue yeah. in the far back. Because, of course, being from Malton, um, we're from Swans, Malton, of course, we all know. And traditionally in the past there, we had hotels where people would go for drinks. Uh, like the Green Man was uh, fantastic bars, didn't it? Uh, you still get a lot of that going on the island, don't you, where hotels uh, have bars. I think you might see a lot more of that coming on now. Mm. I think hotels will have to maybe not just rely on the bed and breakfast trade, will they? Well, it's not so much that. Yeah, it's it's the travel trade, isn't it? It's, it's your guys it's your guys and girls who are travelling for work and they're not going to get that, are they, really? And, and overseas. So, yeah, from the exhibition, if you looked to your... Well, came out and looked left, you'd see Boothen Bar, which had been in front of you there, wouldn't you, Bruce? And just right, yeah. the other side of Boothen Bar is the Lamb and Lion. It is something to rename the Lamb Line. Now, not the oldest pub in York because it's been knocked down and, and demolished at various stages. But uh, if you took the measure, there's been a pub there and then it's been something else. The Lamb Line could argue, arguably, one of York's oldest pubs because Booth and Bar was where the ranks gathered outside to try and state, uh, siege the city. And when they came inside, they did actually demolish it then. Uh, Lamb and Lions uh, was never, it was been the Lamb in the past. Uh, and of course, this is a mixture of pub names in it because we knew once upon a time, all, as we talked about a few weeks ago, all pubs' names uh, had a reference to uh, religious uh, figures. Then, of course, uh, after Henry VIII, it was deemed to be a much better bet to suddenly take on a, a, a regal theme and hence the lion. So, it's, and it's about to rename as well, actually. It was even impressed. I'm beggared, but, the, but they are going to rename the lamb lion, which seems a strange move to me. So, uh, has, this, has this always been there? Because I, 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 you know, oh, okay, it's been there for 30 years, but I can't remember when we were like 18, 19. I've got a feeling, did it shut for a while? Because I can't remember never going in there. Yeah. yeah. It was a guest house for a while. That's right. But I say in the past, it's been various inns and shut down. I mean, other things, actually. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, so inside, it's been um, more uh, renovated and preserved. It's fair to say. But it's dark woods. It's got in the corridors. It's got some great rooms. It's a uh, candlelit on an evening. It's a very, uh, it's got a great feel to it, hasn't it? The Lamb and Lion, I have to say. They made a cracking job. Yeah. Good uh, Good if there's a group of you, if you can find room, room yeah. to yourselves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, it doesn't like I don't know. It doesn't feel like a traditional pub to me. It's, it's more of a kind of I don't know. I imagine it being like one of those coffee houses because I yeah. guess where the bar is, it doesn't it doesn't quite have that puppy feel, does it? It's a oh. bit more. Don't know. Really, I don't know how you say it really, but like Nick says, there's quite a lot of nice little rooms. And again, obviously, there's this room out, out. There's a courtyard at the back as well. Yeah. Garden at the back. Well, the well. garden, yeah, for beer garden. I, I would say if I was going to take somebody to a beer garden in York, that's the one I'll remember. Plus, you've got 
a view of the Minster as well, which is yeah. uh, quite nice. But has it only got that one bar on the left-hand side? Is there a bar on the right? No, that's yeah. And so it can get quite, I know one of the problems is, so I, to be honest, I've been there a couple of times and walked out because yeah. you're about 13 back from the bar and yeah. it's not a very big bar either, is it? So it can be quite hard to get a, get, well, not get served, but, you know, just to get your, your time in there as well. But if you're lucky and if you can get a seat in the beer garden, I mean, they've got this stunning view of the Minster. Uh, they've got the people on the walls, walking on the city walls. Yeah. Across, you know, yeah. It's a stunning place to sit and have a beer. Uh, and again, this... This little bit of Bootham here, as you kind of turn and walk towards the Minster, a great example, because I've got God knows how many pubs and bars and restaurants there are. And it's not a long street, is it? It's probably about 200 yards long. But, I mean, I'm, I can think of probably there's a hole in the wall, and I know you're going to mention one or two other ones. There is, I don't know, it must be five, six pubs down this one little street. Yeah, there. yeah that's right. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So yeah. just opposite the, uh, about... Uh, um, 60, 70 yards on the opposite side of the road to the Lamb Line, you've got the Eagle and Child. This used to be a famous York restaurant, a, a beloved uh, York restaurant called Plunkett's, the sort of bistro where yeah. went to theatres and did sort of Tex-Mex, affordable Tex-Mex food. Um, they retired and uh, Leeds Brewery uh, turned it into uh, the uh, Eagle and Child. Uh, so again, it's um, it's been a shop that's then been renovated to a restaurant. Uh, but again, it's got a, a big, large area downstairs. There's a few comfy chairs near the front. A lot of open space, get big crowds in there, uh, sort of a dining area towards the back. And again, they've got a, 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 a quite a large outdoor area. I was surprised it was close tonight. And then there are two floors upstairs where the little rooms have been turned to drinking areas. And most famously on the um, top floor, on the uh, top right-hand side window. They, if you're watching YouTube, you can see how the windows are inverted. One of those faces, the Minster, you've got a stunning view uh, towards the Minster, a unique view, actually. Uh, but if you go to the back room on the top floor, um, there's a large mirror. And this was, um, Plunkett's was the place where the Rolling Stones uh, used to stay, stay drinking late when they were touring in the north of England. They'd head back, uh, the guy who had Plunkett's would... Uh, uh, open the back door for them. Uh, they'd go in there, and this was their preferred drinking hall. And uh, they've all wrote the names in lipstick on the mirror, which is totally preserved. So if you're a Rolling Stones fan, you can go and actually see all the Must be a big mirror, is it, Bruce, for Mick Jagger with big lips? <laughs> <laughs> and again, I mean, you're banging the kind of middle of the tourist centre. Well, not at the moment, because it's quite quiet. But but I guess, I think, Bruce, this is a bit quiet, because, well, you, you wouldn't perhaps know it's a pub unless you knew it, would you? Because there's oh, no, no big major mm. signage. And it looks like a kind of a, 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 a solicitor's, doesn't it, or lawyers. Yeah, it so it might not be a bad shout. If you have to go to York in the middle of summer when it's normally evening, this might not be a bad shout. And like I said, it's, it's one of those kind of TARDIS pubs. And that it is quite big, isn't it? Having all those floors means yes. that you can spread out quite a bit as well. And as we said, there are loads of pubs down the street anyway. And I think tourists tend to go to ones that are near the Minster, the York Arms and the Hole in the Wall and, and maybe the Lamb and Lion. So, yeah, it might not be a bad shout, this one, to get in there. So we're on the same street here, aren't we? Still not, well, not, we, we, we are for the first bit anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we've got the York Arms there on the uh, left-hand side. Should maybe mention the the, um, uh, the uh, three-legged mare that's almost next door to the Eagle Child. So yeah. He's worth a visit. It's a bit being leaving out, really. Uh, yeah, so the York County is currently closed. This is a Sam Smith's pub. Um, and it's really sad to see it closed. It's knocking on about two, 18 months it's been closed now. Um, and you see, it's literally in, well, it's, it's in the shadow of the Minster. Yeah. Uh, only Mr. Smith could have a pub in <laughs> in such a, such a location and have it closed. Uh, if, uh, the other people left. It should be enclosed everything. It's actually quite a, it's an unremarkable pub, apart from the fact it has a fantastic little snug at the very front, hasn't it? You're going through the doors, yeah. 
and there's a really old-fashioned additional unspoiled snug would seat about eight people tables at the back get a few characters in there and when it does reopen if you go back in there i mean it's we've not been to an english pub snug before uh, this is it in a nutshell it's great <laughs> Um, what, what I like what I like about that, Bruce, it's got a sliding door as well, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you, if you get in, any coming who's a bit drunk, they can't get into the the, the little snug at the front because they're trying to push the door open, and they don't realise you have to slide it. So that's that's quite quite a novelty. It is, yeah. I mean, it was also yeah. sort of famously it was a pub for everybody, uh, but it's also famously one of the meeting places for the. Uh, uh, gay and uh, lesbian community in York as well. So obviously it being uh, it being closed has uh, kind of left them with a big gap as well, really. Uh, so if you look at that shot, then we've got uh, York Minster, we've got St Martin of Belfry, and to the right of uh, St Martin of Belfry, which is the plaque says was uh, where Guy Fawkes was baptised, is the Guy Fawkes Inn. Um, now, rather contentiously, uh, both the pe people on the Guy Fawkes Inn uh, claim he was born there, but there's also another plaque uh, on a shop front in Bootham um, stating he was born there as well. So, <laughs> disputed birthplace for Guy Fawkes. Uh, Blimey, his, his, his mother must have had a wide stretch. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So nobody really knows where he's born. But obviously, the Guy Fox, I mean, look, you've got a pub here, and I'm just thinking about this today, really. For a tourist town, um, there are places in the city where they could take advantage, but they don't really. They kind of live up to the setting instead of just taking it funny. And the Guy Fox is really a cracking little place. Again, dark wood, yeah. uh, back floorboards, very, very atmospheric when it's evening. Again, it's, it's candlelit to the extent you wouldn't be able to read a newspaper in there. Got a cracking little bar on the left where you go in there. Good choice of real else. Uh, affordable, decent. Um, um, saw some home cut local food. I think they do a conspirators menu for about two courses for £15 during the week. Uh, pretty good food. And again, a courtyard out the back. Uh, you can stay there. Uh, when you go upstairs, you see all the floors are slanted. The yeah. great building. Uh, and again, um, not always. It's a pub that's been open and closed over the years, hasn't it? Do you remember it being the dictator? Yeah, yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. And it was a hotel, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, for the last 20 years, um, it's reopened. It's a thriving place. And I say, I'll create to them, really. Uh, unlike, you think, a place in London uh, where they just make no effort. They know the people are going to go there because of the location. They don't take it for granted. And, um, you know, the food's great. It is. It's uh, it's a great pub. And I think I, I, I can remember me and you sat in there. I think I was doing a gig in York one day. And, and me, you went there. It was, I think, November time, Bruce. And it was, I let you say it was fantastic. But I think my challenge would have been that it's, it's, it's quite a, what I would say a seating oriented pub. If you can get a seat, you're okay. But yeah. if you can't sit down, there's not a lot of places you stand. And if you can stand, you look a bit weird because you're stood next to people at, at tables, aren't you? Yeah, and the you bar's are. not massive. And, and if you stand at the bar, then there's people always coming to get drinks. So, like you say, it's maybe, but again, I guess it's not. Oh, well, I'll have tourists go in there, but I don't think it's quite on the tourist kind of trail. And you can, you, you know, certainly weren't there early doors, you would get you would get in there. And it's, yeah, definitely a pub worth going into. But it does, I guess, I always, it does feel a bit oldie worldy, doesn't it? They've got quite a lot of that dark old furniture. Um, I've just cracked this York's pudding beer, Nick, and it's, yeah, it's, it's different, isn't it? It's, um, I can I definitely like get Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, it's it's very refreshing. Now, mm. um, Howard brought us some samples for work because we're we're looking at uh, stocking it at work, and nobody could retake the Yorkshire pudding apart from I said the back bite. You could just taste oh, it. Oh no, I bit. could. Um, I can almost no. I can almost taste dripping at your first hit. But no, I, I found it found it refreshing. I say it's it's a bitter beer. It's it's not a floor, it's not a sweet one, but uh, yeah, no, I, I like it. He signed a deal with the supermarket, hasn't he? Which supermarket's gonna stop? Morrison's, yeah, 
He's got in three or four Morrisons, which he's pleased with because he said it's just a palette. My, when I said, oh, do you mean the local one, Moulton? He said, uh, no, just three or four. So yeah. I haven't seen it in Moulton. So where it's going, I don't know. I'm dying to try. I can't find it. I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, but I mean, that's all he's doing now. He's dropped the Moulton Brewery. He's dropped all his other beers. He's just purely concentrating on the, yeah. uh, the, in fact, yeah. when he, when he dropped some samples off with us, he was going down to the Great Yorkshire Pudding uh, people at Doncaster, somewhere down there, to collect about 8,000 Yorkshire puddings. Because <laughs> what he does, he takes their misshapes. Yeah. So any puddings that aren't fit, not, not, not good, fit for human yeah. consumption, but aren't, don't look right, then so it's, I suppose it's, it's, it's been environment, environmentally yeah. friendly, recycling and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, he, was, yeah he was on yeah. his way down to Doncaster to pick up 8,000 Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> Right, back to you. I'm going to go back one there, because if you come out of the, the, the Guy Fawkes and you turn right, you're heading into kind of what is, I think, one of the best bits of York. So you've still got the minster on your, on your left, haven't you, Bruce? But then you're going to enter kind of Stonegate uh, and High Stonegate. And again, this is one of those iconic, With uh, I guess, I, to be honest, I prefer this one to the Shambles. It's a bit, it's not quite as medieval as the Shambles, which will come, I guess will come to probably in part three. Uh, but it's one of those iconic streets. It'll always be pretty rammed, won't it? Unless you're with Bruce in the middle of the pandemic at six o'clock when you're biking along it, as you were here. Uh, and again, it's got some, quite a lot, again, another street that's got quite a few different pubs along it, hasn't it? Um, in, including the Oldest Star, which is supposed to be the oldest pub, isn't it, in York? Yeah, we have omitted it because it's uh, sad to it's say. Naff, it's been naffing it. <laughs> a great pub, the old star in. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to go, it's got a huge um, uh, wooden placard across Christmas Street advertising it. Yeah. Uh, because um, when it was the old star in, they saw the land in front of it for a gentleman to uh, build a shop, and the condition was you had to put the banner across the road. So that's quite good. But the pub itself is, to be honest, a bit disappointed. And you've uh, still got an old brew, uh, a York brewery pub down there as well, haven't you? Is that still you there? That's closed. Is that closed now? Once again, Bruce, last time I went to the oldest, oldest star, I was outraged by the price and I actually wrote a comment on TripAdvisor and they responded that they actually put the price up after a certain time because it's a tourist pub, mm. as though that's all right. So like they said, oh, after half past four, uh, the price, yeah, the price does go up. And I think I ended up paying something like £4.30 for a pint of bitter in there. Which was, was, um, I was worried about the York Brewery pubs, but again, I was listening to that podcast with the uh, brew, uh, not the brew York guys, the Rhythm uh, Time for Brew guys and the guys from Crooked Tap. And they were saying actually that the black sheep that took them over have not done a bad job actually, in that they tend to do the York Brewery beers in the Three Legged Mare and the uh, what's the other one, the uh, Last Drop, is it? Uh, and then also do some of Black Sheep's kind of more. Um, they're kind of experimental beers, so sours, and there's a, I think there's a milkshake one at the moment. So, because uh, again, they're they're not they're not bad pubs. Three Legged Mare, which I know we've missed out here, but it's that's a nice little pub, Bruce, isn't it? It's again just to pop in. Um, certainly try some of those York York beers as well. It's actually now a black a black uh, sheep uh, pop up shop. Uh, yeah, with, right. But, but I think they can soon put it back to. Uh, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So your choice on Stonegate then is the House of the Trembling Madness and the Punch Bowl. So which are we going to go to first? 
The House of Trembling Madness is uh, absolute must-see, really. It doesn't look too <laughs> inspired from the outside, does it? You've no. You've got a beer shop uh, downstairs there now. Uh, um, uh, that, that, there's a frontage you go through there. There's another room through the back. Uh, and as I did call there looking for some Yorkshire pudding beer uh, about a month ago. I was absolutely staggered to see that uh, about 85% of what they sell is now in cans. There's just a few bottles remaining, which really is a sign of the times. If you're looking for spirits, you have to go downstairs, and there's a huge spirits display case where, where you wait to get to the gents and ladies toilet a vast collection of gins whiskies rooms uh, spirits so amazing when you went to the toilet there but the real gem of the place is you go upstairs that first floor and um this uh bill of bits that's the 11th uh, 11th 12th century i believe uh, and it really has got the maintained the medieval feel to it incredibly well uh, it's uh, timbers uh, it's big oak tables. Uh, there are loads of stuffed animals. There are furs. They've got a tiny, tiny bar where they always maintain as many uh, beers as they can. So there's a couple of, two or three interesting real ales there, some craft beers, uh, some German imported beer, uh, normally wheat beer, fruit beer. And most remarkably of all, behind this tiny bar, uh, they're actually cooking uh, meals in there as well. They're cooking. They turn out a lot of food from this tiny, tiny bar. It's, uh, it's pretty crowded up there in normal yeah. times, of course. Um, it's a capacity of 50, so you can often go in after wait on the stairs. It's uh, like a one-in-one-out basis. Um, so after June, if you'll get to normal, that'll be great. But again, really atmospheric. Uh, view of the minster out the window out the back there. Uh, and I say, it's an absolute joy to go in there, really. You could sit there. And, and, and uh, I'm just going to say, and it's Betty's next door, or little, so little Betty's. So again, if you're taking a family with you, this is a good way you can kind of kill two birds with one stone. You can send... Um, the other half and the children, they can go to Betty's and, and queue up the stairs. No, they can't. The big queue. No, they no, can't. They're closing oh, no. Are they? Are they? Well, yeah. still there now, isn't it, in Bruce's picture? Is it, it's certainly are they? Yeah, I, they keep, they, they're keeping it as a uh, coffee coffee takeaway, yeah. as in you can buy coffee and stuff from there, but I think they're getting rid of the cafe because of the problem like the Trembling yeah. Mandus have got yeah. because of fire regulations and health and safety. Uh, they said it's just too difficult for staff to work in that environment, uh, serving meals and cooking and preparing. So, as far as I know, yeah, they're keeping the shop, but the the, the actual cafe bit is, uh, is is going. All credit to Betty's though, because a few years ago uh, they actually um, rent the building to the House of the Trembling Madness. They're going to extend Betty's, and then there was a bit of an outcry and said, "Oh well, if it's quite popular, we won't do that." So that was quite good of them, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, definitely, definitely get one of your top 10 visits. House of Trembling Mads, totally unique. Nowhere else like that I could think of in the country. Uh, absolutely, you'd absolutely love it. In and do you know what the name's from? Because I, 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 I don't know why I didn't yeah, realize. I did this. read about this. I've, I've forgotten. But yes, it's the DTs. Talking. Yeah, it's D with drinking. Yeah, DTs. Yeah. Yeah. That if you come off the booze, you get you get trembling madness, as it used to be called yeah. in the good old days. I thought it was from some kind of medieval disease. Basically. No, no, apparently it's just it's alcoholic. <laughs> when alcoholics have got trembling madness, it was. Yeah. <laughs> So you're carrying on down through all the throngs. Again, there's some very interesting shops down here. Some are selling armour, some are selling pots and pans, and some are selling God knows what else. Um, and you come Christmas. to Punch Bowl. You go past a big teddy bear. Cuckoo clocks. There's a big teddy bear still there as well next to the Punch Bowl. Yeah, yeah. it's still there. Yeah. Um, and you get that'd lots be of covered. Jeff- that'd be covered in COVID, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> Amount of people that go and smam it and maul it and touch it and hug it and touch it. Oh, no. Don't get and, and all the it. time you'll have loads of cameras because behind your shoulder is a fantastic view of the Minster peeking out amongst these medieval timbered houses and shops and things. And then you come again, quite again, you're almost a pub that you wouldn't expect really halfway down. Well, not quite, nearly three quarters of the way down. They said to all, I can go to all the square, don't you? Say, and square, yeah. Uh, the punch ball, Bruce. 
Yeah, punch ball, like all punch balls, uh, it got its name because at one point it would be a central uh, drinking headquarters for members of the uh, Whig Party, who were cops with the Liberals these days. Uh, the Whig Party, of course, was swept from power when they uh, uh, failed, when they acted quite abysmally by offering no support to the Irish in the potato famine. That was the end of those. But if you've got a pub there, you call the punch ball. It's probably because in the past, then, sort of uh, years gone by, it was uh, a central headquarters, unofficial speaking headquarters, for the uh, members of the Whig Party who were traditionally uh, drunk uh, punch. I believe the concept in those days, drunk claret, apparently. So again, uh, right. uh, being uh, a few alterations to the punch ball, um, but really quite a traditional pub, uh, part of the Nicholson's chain now. No, they don't make a bad job, do they? Uh, they keep spending money on it, really. Uh, it's got uh, two smallish rooms, the best, the most atmospheric is one at the back, and a long sort of linear room as well. Uh, and again, it's choice of real ales, uh, traditional Nicholson's menu, um, and well worth a visit as well. It was also a brothel uh, in days gone by, and there's uh, supposed to be uh, the ghost of a, a murdered prostitute who was killed by an over-amorous member of the Whig Party, uh, uh, sort of early day, Jeremy Thorpe. Uh, he's supposed, she's supposed to wander the bit, really. But yeah, definitely worth a, a look in a saying. Fair so, game. I'm just going to take us back because we've done nine pubs so far. Now, Dan, yeah, we, we wouldn't encourage anybody to have nine pints because it's kind of all you've only done an hour. We've only done whatever we've done so far. If you want to pick three of those, Nick, if you were coming from the station, which of those three would you probably say you would want to call in? Oh, blimey. Uh, yeah, certainly Minster Inn. Uh, which was the first one, wasn't yeah. it? Um, I'm flick back for you. <laughs> ah, go on then. Certainly, well, yeah, no, I, I can, I can do the pubs which I wouldn't go in. Won't go in the exhibition. Won't go in the old starry. Lamb and lion. If I'm sitting outside in the beer garden, as I say, if I had to take somebody to an outside area for a drink, then I would take them there. Only been in the England child once with you, Bruce, uh-huh. and in fact, that photograph that I had, you sat at a table like a. Medieval tapestry behind you. That's where it was. Uh-huh. You couldn't remember it was yourself, but that was the end of a, a long session with Adam York, and it's just come to me. That's that's where that was. And then yeah, you've not you've not featured the three legged mare, but that's where we would always go. And in fact, that's where we went for your uh, before you got married, Bruce. When uh, yeah, yeah. we 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 rendezvoused in there half an hour, and then it was a five minute walk round to the church, wasn't it? So. I mean, it's uh, a testament to the calibre of pubs in York that when I had to make some limits on it, when you could yeah, leave, really out of the list of where to tell people to go, really. Uh, it, it says a lot about the range and choice we've got, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what about you, Bruce? Which, which is your uh, must-go to on that list? Go. If you love pubs, you love the Minster Inn. Yeah. Cameron uh, Madness is a just a totally unique experience. Um, you know, it's a great atmosphere in there. And if it was dark, um, I would definitely try and get the Guy Fawkes because I yeah. say... We've got that ancient sort of candlelit vibe going on, uh, and it's great fun, really. Yeah. I mean, I think if you went to Madness, perhaps either early, so you got in there about yeah. just after opening time, or I don't know, maybe about half three, four o'clock when it gets, it tends to kind of naturally get a bit quieter, was a bit of a lull before a guy of the office staff come in. Um, I always go in the Mansfield pub, the Howl Hall, the Wall, because whatever it is, I always get free beers in there because I've always got something on my phone that says you get free. <laughs> I don't know what I must have done, I must have signed up for Mansfield beers well, many, they do, many months ago. They do that green card as well. Ah, right, there, that's what it is. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because once again, Mansfield doesn't exist anymore. So I green, think it's. Green. Green King or somebody that uh, maybe yeah M and B or somebody. If there's any sport on and you've got the green card app, you yeah. get mass beers and stuff like that. Like so, 
Now you're going to now dive us, Bruce, into the kind of the unknown bit of York, really, aren't? Because I'm, um, you know, these are, there are these snickleways which York is quite famous for, actually, which are all these kind of little inter intertwining things, and they're quite nice for those that know about York because they're normally a lot quieter uh, and not as touristy as the main fairs. So we've kind of you've dived in. I think where you've gone here now, you've got, you've kind of well. I would have gone across where Mulberry Hall used to be, cut through that little link there, go past where Browns was, and then you cross out you into kind of past uh, Richer Sounds or whatever's on that street and in, yeah, into like the. Said, uh, you should have really taken a picture of uh, uh, the Barley Hall uh, stickerway, the longest, the most, yeah. and that runs from Stonegate to uh, uh, Grey Plain in Swangate. There, um, Grey Plain. Uh, some strange stories about the origin of that. Apparently, in the old days, it's where all the uh, ladies of the night used to hang out, and it was known as Grow Plain. And Grow Plain, yeah. Grow Plain. Years have gone by. Yeah. And again, these little snickleways, there'll be bars and things. Well, as I, every time I go to York, there's another bar or one's shut, one's opened again. So, we're this one, is this one off the market here? It is, it's off the market. They just couldn't get the market. And actually, yeah. this, this actually is it classed as a snickleway, believe it or right. not. Got a rather grand name of King's Pub. It's actually it's a very small street, um, uh, very close together. In, uh, what I say, it's got, you can see it's got a deli on it, uh, two pubs. It used to have a great little shop there. It's got a, a former very famous sandwich shop called Krusty's uh, that's actually going to be turned into York's smallest hotel. Uh, the sandwich shop is now to be honest, is going to have uh, four or five rooms around the pub the other day. Uh, so that it's going to be more central than that. And you've got these two cracking place drink on the. Uh, Outside, so Pivney then, um, an ancient sort of uh, um, ancient looking building. Again, you go up there, like the guy thought, uh, uh, sloping floorboards, wooden floorboards. Uh, this is owned by the guys, uh, of course, um, York Tap, isn't it? And York Tap on the station, yeah, you have close to the Thornbridge, getting uh, in, in Port Bernard Lager. And again, this was the first venture in York Pivney, uh, drinker's paradise, uh, absolute a bar, um, packed full of uh. Hand pumps, cast pumps, and keg pumps with a beer from all over the world, all over the country. Uh, fantastic. If you're a serious drinker and you're interested, you've really got to go to Pivney. They have a vast choice. You can stay there for every day for a week and have 10 pints and, you know, 10 drinks and not drink. It used, used, to be a, used to be a little specialist travel agent, that one, Bruce. That's where you used to get to go get your gig tickets and yeah. concert tickets, wasn't it? Mm. Travel options. And in those days, you had to buy a concert ticket and, and they pretty much had a monopoly in York, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, collect it. But see, we never know how to go in. They made a cracking job of it, haven't they, really? Mm. And I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think I've ever been in. Pivney? Oh, have you not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I said they've uh, opened with the limited seats if I get them. Then right across it, you've got Valhalla. Uh, now, Valhalla is a sort of a, a new build. It's pulling faces. But it's great. It's actually York's first viking theme bar. But they don't really overdo it at all. I mean, the big sports are really... Not there. You drink out of bloody horns, don't you? Yeah, yeah you can drink out of horns. Basically, it's been... Trestle seat. tables and benches and, and yeah, very many small. sheepskins and... Yeah. yeah, it's very small. There is a, you don't shit on sheepskin. Uh, big supporters of all the local breweries, though. Interesting choice of beers. Uh, not overpriced. They're on the... Um, you have a special York Craft Beer card. They offer the 10% discount as well. Uh, and again, it's one of those, it's a, you know, always, well, it was always packed full of people. And because it's being seated, invariably, unusually, you always end up striking conversation with the people about you because you're pretty much, uh, you know, snuggled up to them, really, as well. Uh, but, and they're mainly D Danish and Norwegian, mainly. <laughs> no, well, here's, here's a story for you. Bruce took me in there. I went to the bar. Bruce got himself sat down on one of these tables with benches surrounded by people, started talking to this woman. I'm stood there in the queue. 
This bloke comes up to the wrong end of the queue, straight to the bar, expecting to get served. I turned and said, hey, mate, there's your queue here. So he looked at me. I said, yeah, behind me. Then she comes and stands behind me. I get served, sits down with Bruce, and it was a bloke <laughs> directly opposite me. Bruce was talking to his missus. <laughs> so I can't, can't say I enjoyed that beer oh, much, dear. but they were tourists and they were loving it. I think they'd been every, every night, but because of that, I think he thought he was a regular. And he could just walk up to the bar without standing in line. But uh, I wouldn't have it, so... That's it. It leads to communal conversation. We'll forgive him his... Uh... <laughs> and fights, probably, as well, yeah. Right, well, I, I'm just, I think I'm, I'm just, I've just cracked my next beer open, which actually fits quite well here. This is... This is uh, I've got to read the label here. This is Albino Squid Assassin. Oh, my God. <laughs> 7.4% red amber ale. This mm. is one of the brew dog beers that they did for the, their AGM. So, Albino, I think you go to Valhalla and have some Albino Squid Assassin oh. amber ale. That, that sounds quite nice, <laughs> that does. <laughs> I think, Nick, I'd miss both of these and go to Thornbridge pub if it was me yeah, in this area. Absolutely. Uh, which I think we're going to get to in uh, in part three, out with Bruce Market Town. He's got a very similar range of beers to... Uh, to the market cat, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I right. I like Valhalla. Uh, now, from here, you you kind of jump because I I would have gone to Scarborough then. I, I would have thought you might have gone down um, towards the Blue Bell, which I guess you're going to get to in a minute. Because yeah. obviously, this uh, Pivney and Valhalla are on the edge of the Shambles, which is probably York's most famous street, isn't it? The very old, the Shambles was the Butcher Street, and this is where the uh, a bit like in that picture there for YouTube, but even more so, the buildings completely overhang, don't they? And it's very limited. You can literally, you can technically shake hands, can't you, across the other windows from one side of the street well, to the other. the shambles in part three, yeah. Yeah, and that's full of Harry Potter shops now anyway, which is a bit boring. <laughs> um, and again, a couple. there's a couple of pubs down there, isn't there now? There's, there's certainly one, one, one pub there. Um, and the market cat, I think, will touch on as well next time around. Yeah, time. yeah. So we, you kind of, well, I don't know, you kind of walk and then back down in through the main shopping area. And we're going to end up um, probably in any 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 month in in uh, winter, probably four foot underwater on the King's Stave. Now this is the King's Arms. You said it was the York Arms in your text, Bruce, but it is oh, the King's, King's Arms, Arms, isn't it? Sorry, it's, uh, King's Arms. Yeah, yeah, the King's Arms. Which yeah. is the famous pub because it's one that always floods, and if you go in there, there's all these marks on the wall where uh, over the last God knows how many years it floods, and and they have got a cracking beer garden. Well, it's not a beer garden; it's on the South Estate, isn't it? As you can see there, and I guess that was packed today, was it, Bruce? But it was even. Yeah, wasn't well, it? actually, today was a quietest I've seen it. As yeah. we around, and sadly, on uh, Monday the twelfth, the pubs opened. Everybody went down there. Yeah. Started fighting. I do believe somewhere on YouTube was a video of the ladies fighting, and yeah. one ladies, it's literally, and she's trying to drag her into the river. I've not seen it myself, but I'm told it's quite entertaining. Yeah, people came to save her from being, uh, leaving a watery fate. Yeah, uh, but say so, yeah, obviously incredibly. Uh, uh, popular uh, place. So I'm sure some people are going back, clutching two pound, asking for a pint, and getting a bit shocked at the new uh, prices. Mr. Smith's imposed. And uh, next door to it, you've got uh, a pub which um, wouldn't normally mention uh, to go inside because it's all been renovated and ruined now. But again, uh, if the King if King's Arms can't get to over there, you can go along to the Riverside, which was always known as the Lowther, Lowther yeah. River. Yeah. And had a lovely old pub sign. Actually, it was a yeah. bit. Of, I can't believe they got rid of it. Really, I'm really quite shocked. Yeah. You know, that was ancient signage, wasn't is it? It's the King of Sam Smith. It's King of Sam Smith. Yeah. Sadly, no hand pump in there, though. But no. And on this never, case, never has been. No, it's always been because of them, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, them little clicks. Yeah. And it always dispensed half a pint. Yeah, so you get, right, you get yeah. one bar font yeah. with two little uh, chrome nozzles coming out. And basically, you put your pint glass underneath, click, click. That's how it used to be. 
uh, and you get half a pint dispensed uh, from each nozzle, like they have in the clubs. Um, so, yeah, it's always been electric in there. I was once in there talking to the, the guy who was the manager and talking about the floods and stuff. And he recounted uh, it had flooded and the water hadn't completely resided, but they actually reopened the pub and they had sort of like upturned plastic beer crates with planks on so people get to the bar. And he said two American tourists came in and they went something like, oh, God, this is what we love about Britain. Oh, these theme pubs that they do, these theme pubs. <laughs> Thought it was like that all the time. So, yeah, that's that's uh, the King's Arms. And again, I get there. Well, again, I'm not sure why. I, I probably wouldn't say go to the King's Arms. I, we always do the louder, but I've been to see what that's like now. Um, it, as Bruce said, it gets absolutely rammed down there. And, and I think on a night, Bruce, well, I think they control it quite a lot now because the river's quite dangerous. Actually, there's a lot of people who actually die in this river. The, the, it's not tidal here now, but there's a hell of a current, isn't there? Um, and, and I think every year, quite a lot of people, um, you know, do do end up in the river. And it's, it's a big river as well. It's deep. It's fast flowing. And uh, unfortunately, there are fatalities. And I know, I think across there, there's actually, a, isn't there a, a lifeboat in York? It's pretty yeah, much all. Well, I'll hover about on the drinkers out at night time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but certainly, if, if it's a lovely day, it's worth wandering down there and, and, and going on. And, and there's a nice little walk down to the next bridge, isn't there? Um, yeah. Which, again, often kind of cuts the queues off. And that's heading towards Bishop Thorpe, isn't it, down that end? You'd be kind of heading towards some of the spots we spoke to in um, the first one. If you go right at the next bridge there, and then I think, oh no, I think that's it then. So I think we've done. I'm going to come back to this one, which Bruce can may I recognise this place? Can so. I just can I just take a, a trip down memory lane then again? Yes. Now another pub. As you go back up the road by the King's Arms. Can you remember the pub that used to be up there? It's called the Stone Roses now. Grapes. That was I liked it when it was the grapes. Because it was a Thwaites pub, wasn't it? it was, yeah. So once again, in the early days, as I was going out drinking real ale and trying to find different beers to drink, used to go in there. But once it was weird, wasn't it? Because it had like a mezzanine balcony yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And then they had like some massive, great big arcade games in there, like driving games <laughs> and stuff. That was pretty so cute. It, building, yeah. it was. It was like almost a traditional pub because it was Thwaites selling Thwaites beer. Yeah. It had arcade games in it, and then there was like a it was like a cast iron staircase that went up the middle of the pub, around onto like a, a little narrow balcony. So and it was all, always known. I think that's why it eventually became known as the Stone Roses. But it was quite a rock pub as well, wasn't it? We used to play like rock music and stuff. So I always remember going in there. Um, you know, when we were first out and about looking for a different beer, as it were. That that's in the the, the days when we used to go at the Spread Eagle yeah. and places like that, like. And uh, what well, Walker's Bar at the bottom of Micklegate, that's now the, that's Fagin's or yeah. Dirty Dick or something like yeah. that, isn't it? So, um, uh, the Cumberland Street, the roads that went down the river, they were just uh, full of uh, people who, you know, worked on the by there and all the barges, and uh, they were called the uh, the water lanes. And apparently, there were some legendary, uh, terrible, terrible rough pubs down there. Uh, I'd love if somebody one day would get one and try and recreate one of those where you went in those straw and sawdust on the floor. And... Got knifed, it came out. <laughs> <laughs> or press go. And again, just, just for context, this we're now kind of by the river. And <clears throat> again, if those on YouTube, if you, if from the left of where these couple of pubs are, you've got uh, York Dungeon, you've got Clifford's Tower, you've got the York Major York Museum there. So again, if you were a family, if you're out with a family or with a group of people, they could go and do 
some of the sightsee stuff where you could be having a couple of beers uh, in, in by the river here as well. So Nick's just shot off. So yeah, Bruce, uh, we'll, we'll do this one because you, you'll recognise this one probably more than Nick. Um, and this, I guess, tees up for um, uh, maybe when we talk about London in the next uh, couple of weeks, we're going to do a London podcast. Uh, and this is this is on, I think it's something like, it's called something like Lower Oxford Street or something. Um, and, and we know it well because there's a Sam Smith's pub next door, like you say, which is one of London's uh, kind of hidden gems, the crown, which is on High Holborn, kind of near Tottenham Court Road. And this is a very famous um, umbrella shop, which you can't miss, really. And it's completely out of, out of kilter because it's, there's quite a lot of modern buildings up next. In fact, you see next door. And, yeah, James Smith and Sons have been there any 30. And I, I'll put it on there, Bruce, because uh, I got a text, I got a tweet today that apparently it is reopening. There was a real worry that it was going to shut down. Wow. Uh, and as you say, it stands out because it just sells oh, umbrellas. God. It's unique. Uh, and I say, Nick, this is where the hey, we've, got, we've gone. We've gone to London. I know. Well, we'll just tell you. I just got this. This came through on a tweet this week, and um, we mentioned already the Sam's. That's the Crown is next door, which is yeah. a Sam's pub in London. Where again, I remember going there in the good old days, where I could go in there get a pint for one ninety, um, yeah. and then next day to say, "How do you go?" I was like, "Oh yeah, well, I was trying to pay for a pint, uh, one pound ninety, eh? Yeah, <laughs> we paid six crown. <laughs> The Crown, Princess Louisa, yeah, and yeah. City of York." All of that yeah. street, all yeah. Tottenham Court Road, Turnsey Holborn, and you've got half an hour between the three of them, three Sam Smith's pubs, three cracking places. Now, it was interesting that the, the person who said this tweet was, said it's great news that the Smith's umbrellas are going to stay open, apparently, because it was threatened with closure, but no, they are opening. But they said, but this has got to be a front for something, hasn't it? And I don't know, <laughs> have you have you pair seen the Kingsman series? Oh, yes, yes. Which no. are quite good, aren't they? And they have like a front, they have like a tailor shop, don't they? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the front for like with the Secret Service. And I reckon that's what this place is. I reckon <laughs> when you go through those doors there, MI5 or James <laughs> Bond or somebody, in, 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 you press a button and, you know, or you nod to the umbrella bloke and he says, ah, oh, this place, sir. <laughs> so, Classic. I mean, in this day and age, and it's, you look at the building to the right inside of it there. It's just absolutely yeah. amazing. It, it is. It is. You can't miss. So, so I, I will definitely mention that when I talk about London in a couple of weeks' time. And then just the last one for me before we conclude. Uh, again, just really, you guys are interested in this. Pete Brown, obviously quite quite a um, famous uh, writer of beer and all things uh, pubby and beery. Um, again, he must be a bit bored. I think he's written three books already this year. But anyway, he is starting to do some quite interesting little kind of get-togethers uh, for the next few weeks on a Wednesday. And next Wednesday, he's doing Man Walks Into a Pub, which I remember was his first book. And it's a great book. And we've mentioned everything already. And certainly one that I think all, all of us have read. I've read it several times. And he's going to do a little bit of a kind of a QA, talk a little bit about the book, about what he what what inspired him, and to give people ideas about writing about beer and pubs. So I just thought I'd flag it up. I've signed up. It's 350. It's like a Zoom session where, you know, he does a thing. Um, and I know he's going to, I think he's going to do three sheets in the wind the week, uh, a couple weeks after, which is that where he takes the IPA from England to India on a sailboat as well. So I just thought I'd flag that up because it's yeah. quite interesting about how he does that as well. Well, I know. That, that was, that, that date doesn't, doesn't exist. Wednesday the 20th of April. It's gone. That was last night. But that was 21st yesterday. No, it's next. It's next Wednesday. That's wrong. It's, I think it's the twenty eighth then. So should be twenty eighth. Well, no, but that, that's yeah. wrong. It's the twenty second yeah, no, today. It's the twenty eighth. Yeah, I say I didn't recognise that. That's been that's on his tweet today. So I might mention that to him and get a free book. Uh, okay, so 
that is it for tonight. It's been another jam-packed episode with music and all kinds of things. And Yorkshire pudding beer. She can, um, well, this assistant squid's going to be going to. Looks like it's getting dark in York, bro. It's, it's getting dark in Staffordshire as well. Um, yeah. So we're going to pick up again next week and do York Part Three. And I've kind of named that staggering back to the station because. Um, Bruce probably sent me at least another 16, no, maybe not 16, another seven or eight pubs already, and he's still got more because he said there's more to come. So I said, <laughs> no, that's enough now. We're going to stop. Um, so we will pick up again next Thursday when we record York Part 3, um, and we hope that we get this stuff out. I'll try and get everything uploaded for Friday, tomorrow, the 23rd. Um, and again, as I mentioned, we will try and make sure we've got links to uh, Sophie's uh, Facebook page you mentioned uh, when she kicks off it tonight. And as always, you can get us on the podcast. We would love to get a few more reviews, please, guys, because not, you're not very good at giving us reviews. So we can do some reviews. Uh, and then remember, if you are either podcasting it, then check out our YouTube channel. Um, just look for Malt Travail. Uh, and if you are YouTubing, why not also put us on your podcast playlist? So again, we're on now uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And I did get us on Spotify over Easter as well. So we should be on there as well okay. if you look for us. So uh, Bruce, highlights. Gross. Do, do you want to borrow me new light if it's getting dark? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I've got new light. Crikey. No. <laughs> Excellent stuff. <laughs> You see it. Very nice. <laughs> a grosh light. Hmm. Yeah, it's a you, big grosh top. You need you need some kids, Nicholas, to build spend your bloody money on and not spend on shite from brewery. <laughs> shite from breweries. I've not bought the good beer guide for a few years because it tend to be on family opinions, you know. But I was in a charity shop in Little yesterday and got the 2019 good beer guide for £1.75. So I'm not read it for years. I had to wait Christmas at dentist there, like uh, the bookmaker's arms not in it in Keithley, isn't it? Did you know this? How on earth is that allowed to happen? Yeah. Right. Oh, that's that's as, as we discussed on episode two, Bruce. This is what happens when you let local camera regions or local branches um, yeah. have their beery scores and, and uh, whatever reason okay. people. You know, I, mean, so I suppose. I suppose well, what what other pubs in Keithley are in there then, Bruce? Because I can think of a couple that are sort of on par with the uh, the bot makers, but not. There's two more two in there actually. I'll have to get out for next week, yeah. Right. But it was right. bizarre because I'm going to the Isle of Wight in August, uh, probably. And uh, there was um there could be a guy who gets called something called the King Henry Inn, gave it a fantastic review, said stakes to die for, and of course thinking, oh, this sounds great. So I went on to Chip Advisor. <laughs> it sounds bloody terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so very, very uh, but remember a lot of that is because of the range of beer, and obviously I would I would imagine that the bolt makers served. Uh, landlord of Taylor's beer, and, and yeah. I remember actually very rarely you, you'd get a, anything else on there. And yeah. I remember part of the story from most of these pubs is why Sam Smith's pubs don't never get in there because they only serve Sam's beers. And I think some of the rating certainly has been weighted on the range of beer that you can buy in, in and cask beer particularly in these pubs. So the, I think, and again, I know there was more debate. I think I don't know. I get a feeling at the moment cameras in a little bit of a kind of a place where you know they're going to decide what they want to do really. And I think the AGM of the weekend, I, I didn't get all of it, but I was jumping in and out of it. And I think there's a lot of, there's a big debate going on about where does camera go? Um, is it cask? Is it craft? Is it, you know, what what can what can we include? What can't we include? Where does cider fit? And Perry, we've had some of these discussions, haven't we, on our podcast? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that kind of where, where this stuff's going to go, really. Um, but yeah, I, I do think, and, and let's be honest, as, as we've said before, there are so many other ways now that you can find out about good pubs and 
um, where to go. And, and as Nick keeps saying, um, that this industry is evolving all the time, isn't it? You know, new people are arriving, other places are shutting, changing hands, especially now. Who knows what's going to happen in the next three or four months? It's great to see some pubs opening, but I'm still very conscious a lot of pubs I've driven past in the last couple of days that are still very, you know, bolted up and closed up. And there's, as you mentioned last week, Bruce, no signs of life. And I think I think there's one, you, I think you, there's one there that you've showed us today that's still got all, I think it was the Bootham, wasn't it? All curtains across yeah, it and complete looks like it's just mothball for the time being um, mm. and again just 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 again the guy i've listened to the podcast about belgium saying the same you know those little those epic little cafes in belgium that just rely on you know just sell beer nothing else what how, how are they gonna because they've they've had it as hard as us by all accounts in belgium they've had lockdown similar to us and uh you do worry about kind of where the culture's going we've talked about the positives about the booming you know breweries and canning and bottle shops that's that sounds to be going really well brewery taps again i'm getting inundated in my facebook about breweries that are opening the taps i'm planning maybe go up to buxton next week next weekend they've they've they have a tap in the town but they can't open it because they haven't got a beer garden so they just converted a car park in the industrial state into a massive beer garden <laughs> uh, and cheshire brew house yeah. have done the same as well they said might we will open a week late, but we're going to have a massive tap, tap, tap. My, my, inf my informant in the industry, he's quite surprised how many places are actually now uh, invested yeah. and refurbished. Yeah. You know, places yeah. that haven't opened, but he's going in and putting whole new systems in. And he said these people are actually, you know, having complete refurbishments done. So that's positive in a way. Yeah. Some of the worry there, though, that I've never heard this now, but they were saying that, that of course... You know, quite a few people have been made redundant over the last 12 months and pub co's and people are desperate for tenants. So, you know, there's a bit of that going on. So people who know the fact that I'm getting out of it and not making any money. And, and as always, you know, you sting a few new people. Uh, yeah, you come in. Oh, we'll do a refurb for you. Oh, by the way, you'll be paying for it. You know, we'll we'll be whacking your rent up for the next six six years to pay for it, and you've got to you've got to sell X number of barrels each week. So, let's see, let's see what happens. So, are you got any plans for the weekend, guys? Are you going to go try and get another drink out this weekend? I uh, might might have a walk up Malton. The Stew and Oyster they've managed to get some extra outdoor space, uh, so quite nice there. The Malton Marketplace, two pubs up in Old Malton are both open. I haven't got up there yet, but intend to have a walk up there. That's the Old Mountain Royal Oak and the Wentworth Arms. And then the only, only other pub I've seen open in town, which was quite surprised, is the Cross Keys. Because Cross Keys, out of all the pubs I can think of, have probably got the smallest little outdoor beer area. But I think that was because it's, uh, I understand it's a guy who owns it freehold uh, based in Beverly, and he just put new managers in there just before lockdown. So I think he's probably said to him, look, you know, you're not going to serve many people, but let's try and get it open again. So... Yeah, yeah, maybe sit in the sit malt marketplace at uh, Stew and Oyster or have a walk up Malton. Bruce, any plans? We're intending to do a bit of a wreck here around the villages to see which Sam Smith's pubs are open and closed because they've all got very large beer gardens in the village. Big out, yeah. So I think yeah. it's Malton, Percy, Tockwith, uh, uh, hopefully Appleton Roebuck's reopened, but I think some are missing managers, so I shall report back next right. week. Okay. Well, I'm going to maybe try and get a beer tomorrow. And maybe go to Mallard, and then on Saturday I'm planning to have my Sheffield tasting box, and I'm, I've also got a freezer full of recently um, 
deceased sheep, shall we say, that I need to get rid of. So we might be having a beery mutton, um, I think I'm going to tan, tandoori, and I've got a new a new outdoor cooker to play with, so that's my plan. And I'm going to plan, I think, for next weekend, the bank holiday weekend, um, a little trip into the Peak District, I think, and I say I've got Buxton Brewery, Cheshire Brewhouse potentially, maybe get as far as Thornbridge, maybe, um, possibly, because they've got, I know they've opened their tap as well, or they've used in the car park outside. So that'll be a good fun. So we will catch up with you all uh, at a week's time. Uh, thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. I'm going to stop recording. See you later. Cheers. Cheers. Right, very good. Excellent.